I'm just going to come out and say it up front. This is our heaviest episode we've done yet. Uh, <laughs> the laughs are a little light because of the seriousness of what we were talking about here. We interviewed a friend of ours about some sort of internet flame wars that she got into a few months ago. And the conversation kind of morphed into something a little bigger. We start talking about uh, feminism and, you know, all kind of gender relations sort of stuff. And it's, uh, this is an interesting one for sure. And I feel like of all the episodes we've done, I think I learned the most from this one. And so definitely enjoy this interview that we pre-taped last month with Megan Sullivan here on the Fake Outrage Report. Hello, class. Welcome Howdy. to the Fake Outrage Report. I am Phil Causey, and Ajay Raj is here with me. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Sounding very enthusiastic as always. Megan Sullivan, friend of the show, is back. Hello. <laughs> also enthusiastic. <laughs> Definitely happy to be here. <laughs> and so this is going to be part, I don't know what part this is, but Ajay is still on tour this week, so this is going to be something that's going to end up being pre-recorded. I'm still on tour. That's right. He's, <laughs> he's on tour as you hear this, or as I post this, or one of those things right there. And so we wanted to do something a little different here. And Megan was the subject of a sort of weird online flame war a few months back. And we tried to get her on back then, but she was busy, we were busy, but now we're finally getting her on. And for those of you who've been with us since the beginning, you'll remember that way back in episode number one... Evan Jones took us through kind of the anatomy of a Twitter war and kind of how it starts and who comes after you and that sort of thing. And we're going to do a similar thing uh, here. We're going to do a similar sort of storytelling with uh, with Miss Sullivan here. So, Megan, you pissed some people off on the internet a few uh, months ago. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. Because you were going through for a book. You were yes. trying to collect entries to put into a book. Yes. Okay, uh, so I, talk about that for okay, a second. Okay, so I... Um, I'll just go from the beginning. So I received an email from a woman saying she wanted to publish my writing and she wanted me to write funny stories. That's where it began. And it ended up morphing into this thing where I suggested, because it's a topic I'm passionate about, um, you know, helping women, give a vo giving some sort of a voice to women who have experienced some form of uh, negativity or abuse um, and that turned into negativity and abuse in comedy and, or harassment in comedy. And it became the situation where, you know, this woman, I'm no longer working with her, so I feel okay saying this now, but she was, she's very, That's right. she's getting thrown she under was the very, bus. Uh, she's getting thrown under the bus right now. Here it comes. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No, but she, um, she's a very intimidating personality. Um, very, you know, she went to Juilliard and, you know, I don't want to say too much, but basically she, she. She kind of, I mean, Where does she I, live? Yeah, I know, right? Tell the audience. I, 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 I don't know if I'm going to Juilliard matters, but anyway, she, I, I felt very pressured to come up with something like juicy, you know, like this has to be like juicy. Like people are going to have to want to read this thing where I kind of overlooked what I really wanted to say and what I am really passionate about and started focusing on what people you know what this what's going to appease this person this tabloid kind of quality yeah and what's going to make yeah. this person want 
to publish this book, you know, because I don't get many emails like this. I don't get many opportunities like this. And I'm like, I don't want to lose this opportunity, you know? So you had so, to jump through her fucking hoops. and Yeah. So my ego kind of yeah. took over and made, I guess, you know, influenced my decision making process where I uh, decided I wanted to write a book about um, women being harassed in comedy or women experiencing negative things in comedy because it seems like an issue because it's definitely an issue in my opinion. Well, and it's interesting too that you, well, obviously you've, you've done comedy. Yeah. We've known each other from that. And it, you can apply being harassed and men in positions of power sort of be abusing it um, over women. You can apply that to almost any industry, but it's interesting that we, that comedy is the one because you know, a lot of comics are people who, they talk about pain and vulnerability and such. So I think it was a great place to start was, hey, let's get some female comics who are upset about something that happened to them and try to get them to, you know, kind of tell these stories. Well, there have been a lot out. of stories lately coming out um, and also groups developing online for like support groups on Facebook for women um, sharing. And I'm just being a part of these groups hearing these stories of i want so badly by the way to be to somehow get into one of these groups i want so badly to see what the fuck women say about dude comics behind well, their backs. i mean there's a lot of shit that goes on and i think there's a lot of stuff that i think a lot of people don't realize um women are experiencing and not just women men too you know that's the other part is that you know part of this journey you know i've been on i've, I've sort of come to the the realization that when men have been telling me you know hey this makes me angry because we're all oppressed. I used to say, oh, fuck you. You're just being an asshole trying to steal my feminist thunder. But uh, <laughs> but that's not what it's about. Like, they're right. I mean, men are oppressed, too, totally and completely. We live in a fucked up society that oppresses everybody's emotions and humanity. There's parts Absolutely. of yourself that you're expected to, like, amputate. Absolutely. And men are cut off emotionally in a lot of ways. They're crazy totally socialized to not express emotions and and women are put in men and women are put in gender boxes and boxes in general where you know they're told that this is how you're supposed to be and but basically let me get let me get back to my point is that how it affects women is different than how it affects men and affects women in the more immediate yeah and in effect it affects women in more of a um uh, I guess it's more dangerous physically yeah it's more dangerous physically um women are oppressed or sexualized more often um objectified and made to feel inferior and i saw that as particularly relevant in the comedy realm where i felt very inferior and it, it was i don't think it was an intentional thing where people were saying oh you're in fear get out of here it was just uh, an air you know a vibe a a, a a way that people treated me and t talked to me and touched me you know i mean I don't know. I, I just felt touched you physically, or like yeah, touched I just, your heart. Like no, what, touched me physically. I just I felt very, and I, I know this word is like a buzzword now, but I felt very objectified as a woman in comedy, particularly. And there's no protection because there's no it's HR the department. West, yeah, yeah, there's no yeah. HR department, and I felt like these explanations that a lot of people were coming up with and saying, "Well, you know, that's how it is," and if you want to be funny, you got to cut your teeth, and this is what it is. I'm like, I don't agree. I don't think that we should have to put up with abuse you know and i don't think that because that's how it is i don't think it has to be that way i think that's just the way it is but that's just because it's the status quo i think that's the whole point we should challenge that so what happened was you you were collecting stories yes of 
women in comedy yes. who got abused. I wanted abused to give women a platform or... to express what had happened to them because there's very the little opportunity. Yeah, there's okay. very little opportunity. And, to and do what that. was the intention? Was it to because I mean, obviously, it helps the women out because mm-hmm. they're you know they're getting it off their chest, they're letting it out the universe. Um, but was the intention at any point to sort of expose people? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so that so that was the, the juicy part came. That from. was the the juicy part because my I guess, I guess I felt like my publisher wouldn't be happy enough with just women talking about their abuse that she would want something more. So I mean, and that was something I made up on my part. You know, I was like, well, what if women were just naming? people you know that's pretty juicy yeah yeah Yeah. exactly so i posted a thing on the women's group the women's comedy group on facebook that i was looking for women to share their stories of harassment and comedy and and that i wanted them to name names um and i got an email from a woman Mm -hmm. jessica Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. she said i don't have a lot of stories about harassment but i have some great stories about experiencing things with my heroes etc and i kind of was just like well that's not juicy you know like that's not what my publisher's looking for you know like that's not the book that i was writing or that's not the book i thought i was going to be writing i didn't even know what i was writing but at you the time. did also get probably a couple hundred stories from women who were like yeah this happened to me such and such said this yeah. or did this Oh, right. So you were saying about uh, Jess's response to you. Yeah. So I, I said, she, she emailed me and I, um, after we had that exchange where I was like, okay, well maybe later, but no, thank you right now. I'm good. Just focusing on negative things. <laughs> I want to bring down men. <laughs> we're just trying to bring down the patriarchy right now. Thanks though. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> she wrote the blog post of a list of men who harassed me in comedy and I'm naming names like my ex Kurt Metzger and tagged him and I was like whoa okay um I was not expecting that I wasn't angry my response was just kind of surprised where I wasn't expecting so that. the timeline of events that happened was you put out like a thing it was like an anonymous email form just a post to collect a post, stories yeah on and the women's then group you got a bunch that were worthy for the book no i only got one and that was from jessica no no, no. you got a bunch of posts from like women who've been abused and then you got one from this person and then you just sort of said nicely like, no hey, i didn't have gonna... any posts from women who had been abused you though no, no, you guys not, are talking about posts. the women in comedy.org thing that's what you're talking about i think right is that what you're talking about? I am lost at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, yeah. so basically... We get left out of all these women groups. No, basically I, I had this idea and I posted about it on the Facebook group that I'm looking for stories. And I got one email response from that post that I wrote from Jessica. And she... You know, we had that exchange where she said, I don't have any negative stories, but I have positive ones, basically. But that was the only response that you got? Yes. Oh. Hmm. Okay. That changes. Because for some reason, I thought you had, like, hundreds of responses. No. And that was this one that you kind of didn't like. No. No, 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 no. She's the only person who responded to my post. Well, it was nice of her to take the time. I guess. Yeah, sure. Um... But then, the yeah. The response you got was just the opposite of what you were looking yeah. for. Yeah. And I guess people were angry. Not manhitting enough. Well, people were angry because, yeah, they were angry. They were like, oh, she's just looking for things. I'm like, I'm not looking, baby. There's plenty to be, plenty of stories. Trust me. I don't need to look. I needed uh, real people to talk to me for this book. Uh, I interviewed, pl- I've since interviewed plenty of women and, and I have plenty of stories, but I'm not going to be uh, using them. So, yeah, basically. 
uh, that post went up and then uh, a bunch of people were mad at Jessica because they felt like she was not being a good feminist and throwing women under the bus. Oh, so people were mad at her? They were mad at Jessica, too. But then that's the whole point. My point is, no matter what oh, so you do... Oh, fucking outrage it, all around well, in this yeah. one. Well, that's that's the whole point, is that often, and I, I know a woman will post something, and then if, if it has anything to do with feminism, people are getting mad. And, I'm, and that's the whole point. The point is, anybody, a man, woman, whomever, should be able to talk about whatever they want to and not feel like they've done this horrible thing. You know what I mean? And often, and I hate to say this because I don't want to sound like some raving feminist lunatic, but women do get called out more often. Men do have more license to say what they want. And that was my whole point was that this man, Kurt Metzger, is chiming in, you know, where he has really very little business doing so because it's not his experience, you know, and he's got all this, these things to say about what it is to be a woman when he has no fucking idea. And it really upset me because this is a part of what I'm super passionate about and what the book that I really want to write is about how we all affect each other and everything you say and everything you do affects the world around you and it affects everybody. So when you choose to use your time to speak negatively about other people and them just telling their stories and healing, trying to heal themselves, that's, that's fucked up. Like you're not helping doing a good thing. And no matter what you say on stage, you know, it doesn't matter if you choose in your spare time to like shit on people for talking about their trauma then you're doing a shitty thing. And that was my point. And that's why I got really angry at Kurt Metzger and wrote a ridiculously long blog post. I started a blog for that post. I don't blog, you know, like, and uh, yeah. And that opens up to like people saying blogger. Like, that's, yeah, that's you're a, a blogger. Mine, I'm like, like hardly. Like, bloggers. So you could say he was an inspiration to you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I've seen some of his dumb posts before and I wasn't whatever. I was like, whatever. I don't care about this guy, you know, but but that one thing, it involved me and people started talking shit about me and saying, oh, who's this woman? She's just digging for bad things to say about men. And I'm like, uh, no, not at all. You don't know me. Like, yeah, well, how about I, I, I was you? one of those people, too, that when I saw you posting shit, I was like, oh, no, Megan, you're you do not know the hellfire that the Internet's about to rain down. Oh, on I you knew fully well. I, I absolutely was, knew. I've been on going, the Internet oh, fuck, my whole life. This I'm is aware. Be so bad. Oh, yeah, I was like, aware. It was, yeah, it, it was not pretty for a it while. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, like I thought I would, you know, some women receive death threats. Some women have men show up and women show up at their doors and threaten to kill them. Like that's happened to people, you know, Gamergate. I'm sure you guys have heard all about that. As far as the whole Gamergate thing, that's such a small sliver of people who play video games. It's such a small sliver. I mean, oh, it doesn't matter. There are a ton of examples I could come up with of women being threatened verbally. Lindy West had death threats. She had rape threats. I mean, plenty of women have been threatened physically and that's something that you have to deal with as a woman not as a man um oh, and, uh, yeah and that's my point I agree with. And, and i'm by the way i'm on board it's so with... much right like even if it's a small a small portion of total people like they're very active oh absolutely they they, they love to hate that's what that's they do yeah that's what's terrifying yeah totally well the target number societal society wide is zero and like i'm all for exposing creepy dudes like because when i when i heard that you were doing this book i, I was excited i was like Oh, it's fucking D-Day. Because we've all heard stories from around the community, like, you know, women who are told, like, how bad do you want to get on this show? You know, like that kind of shit. Uh, it's not that kind of shit. That happens constantly. That's like a really common thing that happens. That happens constantly? Yes. 
Really? See, I, I don't that's deal with I this mean. at all because I'm a dude. But that's what you mean. That's what I mean. It's not your experience. So it's it's easy to think like these things are just rarities, but they're not. There are lives. There are daily lives. Yeah. That's and our experience. Because with me, too, in, in this, I take it from like a weird, selfish perspective of like, well, I don't do that to people. And people do who are in positions of power. So if we expose these assholes, yeah, let's thin the herd. Let's shorten that line. You know, let's get rid of these assholes. We don't, I mean, honestly, this this community could lose 500 to 1,000 white male comics and, right. and creeps tomorrow and no one would know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many fucking people that do this well, here and so I, it's one of those things where I was rooting for you. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. We're going to bring down some fucking... Well, and I think you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't do that, you know, but it's not just one thing I'm talking about specifically. A lot of forms of sexism are very subtle. So it's something that's so ingrained in our society like racism and other forms of hatred that... Are, are often just so institutionalized that you don't even realize you're doing it. So I, I, I think that it's easy to, to speak from a perspective of, you know, saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not involved in that at all. And I, I don't claim to be innocent at all. I've definitely been sexist and racist and shitty. And I think everyone could be uh, benefit to be just more aware of how they affect each other. And that was my whole And my Yeah, whole, and that's why I was excited because these, so did you at some point, were there stories collected by somebody yeah, the womeninincomedy.org is a separate entity that I'm not involved with. Oh, at all, see, if I, that I, I, yeah, I didn't quoted even, in my blog post. That's how unaware I am. I thought that I thought oh, that you were well, that collecting all these they collect fucking these stories. stories. They collect anonymous stories. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I and um, I was like, fuck being anonymous. I, I'm just sick and tired of people having to be anonymous yeah. men and women. Men, but it's also people wanting. It's not so much having to be there. That's there, but also people don't. Want to be? People they don't, don't want to be. Put their names on them, but yeah. they don't want to be because they know the consequences, right. and we need to create it's a chicken or egg thing. But yeah. it's, a, it's. I mean, I'd say it's one that I'm like, I salute it, but it's such a hard. Yeah, and we'll hopefully road, we'll create a situation where we're more. You know, we become a society where people can speak freely about their their experiences and not be victimized or not be bullied. Which is why why I was so upset at Kirk Metzger because I felt like a lot of his behavior was very bullying and you know very uh yeah. sexist. well to even like make a point of like calling you out by name and like it's i don't like, think he called me out by name but he definitely uh you know had some things to say about the whole situation and i was just and then i felt like he he chimed in probably because jessica you know put him in the, the article but he said some extra things like women need to stop telling their brave stories and just be funny as if this is some anecdote to trauma or to negative experiences is just humor is the cure-all and that's not true i mean it, i don't think humor takes precedent over over healing ourselves and, and talking about our trauma i think it can be part of it but i don't think humor is more important this like all-important thing i don't feel that way right yeah it's well, important, I don't think but not, as important. not as important as like taking care of yourself no and like being kind and a good human trauma. being right right yeah. i don't think that's where, where the that whole argument was from um, but that's what it begins to sound like when you well when people all, do like take it to that extreme no would you know he does often take it to that extreme well, would you acknowledge that there's levels to it though well he says for example he says there's no criticism of a joke besides that's not funny and that's that's why i think he he thinks like that way that do i acknowledge there's levels to what sorry to the shit that happens to women in the scene. 
You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, it's one thing. There's levels to everything. It's one thing for some like four month in open micer to be like, women aren't funny, but it's another for somebody who's running a well established show in the city to try to get women to. I think more often that's the case, and that was that was that was the things that I was talking about mostly. Yeah, people abusing their power because they're the gatekeepers to the industry, and and often you know women have are faced with these situations where they either have to fuck some guy or choose their career you know i mean you you guys have heard these stories like they it happens a lot and often when people yeah. get into power men and women alike they abuse it it's a power it's a, it's that the nature of power you know it attracts it attracts shitty people in my opinion mm, you know yeah, mm-hmm. i definitely agree with that yeah so yeah, I definitely <laughs> so let me ask you though and this is something that i uh was thinking about. I think it's a good thing trying to bring down the creeps and trying to, you know, bring down these fucking, as you said, I just wanted people to be more aware. I wasn't so much yeah. trying to bring people down. I, it was more just wanting to make people more aware of their effect on each other. No, and I'm on board for all, yeah. for all of it. Here's my only gripe, though is that do you feel that there's a point in which some people could use this as a means to hurt somebody as opposed to help themselves? Like, because on one level, you have uh, women, in this case it's women, who are uh, talking about stories in which they were treated badly by people in the industry. Mm -hmm. And do you feel that there's a possibility that someone who maybe just doesn't like someone for one reason or another fabricates a story just to fuck with somebody's career and fuck well, with I'm somebody's sure life? Well, I'm sure they could do could do that in any situation. Does that mean we shouldn't try to create situations where people talk about their trauma? Of course not. But the problem is, is it, I, I want to ask you is this, is it... Let's say you you collect fifty stories for a mm-hmm. book, and you end up using thirty or whatever. I don't I mean I don't know the length you were going for. I'm just pulling numbers out of air. Mm-hmm. But like, let's say you, you this book got published, and mm-hmm. you published a collection of thirty stories of you know juicy things that happened, and then it turns out a few months after the book is out that two or three of them are total bullshit, and it was just some woman or some person trying to just bring down someone that they didn't like. I mean, that right there, uh, now would you consider that collateral damage or would you be really pissed off that that person Well, again, I have since changed my perspective and my my goals and I'm no longer writing that book. So in a way, you know, oh, that yeah, question that, isn't really that, relevant anymore. That was the anymore. fun part of it, yeah. But um, I mean, I guess, I, I of course, I mean, of course that could happen in any situation. So it's interesting to me that we're asking these questions when women want to write books, but not when men mm. want to write books about stuff like that. Well, men don't have the, the, these type of issues, Sure they though. do. Absolutely. Well, not to the extreme, because we said it a minute oh, ago. Men, men are abused. Men are, men men are, are raped abused as often as, as women. As often as women are raped, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's true. By men, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and, um, you know, even the, the top, even the definition of rape is like so biased in itself. I mean, it only recently was changed by the FBI um, before it basically just gave less rights to men before it was basically like rape is just when a woman is is raped, not when a man is raped. So yeah, there's huge there's huge amount of um of of, of uh, bias going on and an amount of uh, just ignorance in general and, and it's to- like I said, it's totally ingrained in our society and and it's it's totally like it's it's so interesting to me that, Anytime a woman tries to talk about their issues and a man, I mean, he's he, he's often labeled as like a gay person or a fag or whatever. Like, you know, like. Yeah. Well, it, in the context of the type of abuse you're talking about mm-hmm. through 
the industry and all that. I definitely say that, yeah, men. Well, I are wouldn't the ones just publish to... something, you know, like without doing any sort of fact checking. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just like say, oh, this is the truth. Okay, let me publish that. That's not good journalism. That's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, there I mean, we go. That's, that's not good journalism. You know, like you want to fact check, you want to make sure people are telling the truth, you know? Yeah, because that's, that's what I was afraid of. Is I was afraid that, you know, you were going to collect these stories and you're going to put it together and then. No, and I wasn't going to just talk someone's... to strangers on the street yeah. either. Well, and what if, what if someone's. You know, one of the stories or two or whatever the number is is questionable and then your publisher is like no we're gonna fucking run this anyway because this is you know gonna sell or this is juicy because that I mean that's where because I don't know what your what your publisher's goal in this was but I don't know either since she didn't even have a company yet because so. <laughs> <laughs> to me you know that's what it becomes more about being juicy or talking shit about somebody or you know ruining that wasn't somebody's what career I wanted exposing, it to be about exactly well, when it becomes more about that and less about having giving people a platform to uh, vent and to heal, then that's sort of where where like the pro feminism and the equality ends, and like the sort of the misandry begins. Well, like I said, and then that's is- where I, I really was like, oh man, when you talked about doing this book, I was very excited to see the stories, but I was also like, oh man, there could be major consequences if well, this goes wrong. Well, that like I said, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because. You know, that is a common thing that comes up when women try to talk about these situations is, are they telling the truth? Is this something that really happened? Did you deserve it? What were you wearing? The, the things that you're bringing up are the questions that address the extreme sexism in our society. I mean, this is a, a subtle, I guess you could call it a subtle example of blatant sexism of questioning the motivation and questioning the truthfulness of a woman who chooses to come forward with her sexual abuse. And it's not something you're doing intentionally. It's just a thing that is just there in our culture that you are affected by and I'm affected by. We're mm-hmm. all affected by because by virtue of being alive in America, you know, and, you know, these are I don't the... I think it's exclusive to America, by the way. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm talking about America right now because <laughs> yeah. that's where we live, and it's extremely prevalent here, too. As it's more prevalent here in some places than in other places in the world. Um, it's uh, all over, though. We imported it from Europe, but it's in India, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's every, Just every, every old country culture. Every well, old, our, like, our brand of sexism is a particular this brand. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah so for sure. That's yeah. what yeah. I'm first, talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not that. saying like we're the only sexist culture. Of that's course. definitely not. Of course not. They course. burn people. We're actually, and, you could actually say that we're the first. Well, actually, we're not the first, but we're the, the best example of a modern culture that's trying to come out of it. Like we're trying well, on the, the uh, Some people are trying to come out of it. Yeah. yeah. And then very powerful forces are arrayed in its favor i feel like yeah absolutely but what we're it's more it's more in the i guess you could say the the big eyes big interest to keep us in boxes and not and not allow us to express our full spectrum of sexuality and difference and curiosity and consciousness and i think that's another reason why you know i'm i'm this is another reason why i'm so passionate about psychedelics and you know really Love me some drugs promoting psychedelics as a as a healing tool and a healing uh plant p- healing plants that allow us to express our full levels of consciousness and i think that they've been definitely suppressed in our in our culture and that's why when i talk about america that's what i'm talking about because we are in a lot of ways the engine that kind of fuels this whole global machine of suppression you know, so when I talk about America, that's what I mean is yeah. we are like the well, monster. What Hollywood's pumping out into the world. Oh, like, yeah, the totally. The American idea of capitalism. 
Yeah, and influencing our, everything. And yeah. are just ol- oligarchy over the whole fucking planet. You know, yeah. it's just we control so much of the world now and it's scary. So I think that instead of focusing on, oh, is this woman telling the truth in this book, we should be focusing on these issues because this is the real shit. Like this is this is what's really going on. And I think more than they want, I say they, because I don't know what to call them, you know, the powers Mm -hmm. that be, they want us, the lizard people, the lizard people, they (laughs) want us to focus on these little tiny things like, Oh, is she being truthful? Is Kurt Metzger, you know, is he being a dick? You know, instead of like thinking about, uh, you know, what's really important is, just caring about each other and being supportive. So I think that we should come from a place of support first and then maybe, there we go. you know, that's what I was trying to, yeah. that's what I was talking about a minute yeah, ago being when I said like, if somebody, yeah, shouldn't that be the default? It should like be, we, yeah. But, but so often we choose to we, we 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 come from a place we of accusation and you know uh, skepticism first, you know, mm-hmm. and we've been trained to do that. Well, again, a lot of like you don't want to, some people don't want to see the people that they ostensibly care about actually succeed or become something bigger because that's a threat to them personally. Right. It threatens. Well, that's uh, well that yeah, and that, that that's very often. And I think though. that that's, what's going on like, with a lot of men too is that, um, why that like, and why the the feminist uh, feminist movement has been demonized is because a lot of men feel like they're not allowed to express their oppression or express their abuse, mm. and they feel so oppressed. And that women we are yeah. heavily oppressed, but we're allowed more freedom to express those things that have happened to us. You're, you're allowed to have feelings publicly. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think that... Yeah. That's, well, yeah. Men are like terrified to be called a pussy. Right. So yeah. I think that when a man sees a woman talking about her abuse, it sets something off and we're like, well, why can't I talk about that? And he that? freaks out and because he can't talk about it, then it's like, well, she can't talk about it. Yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about and it. And the instinct is is to blame and, and to, to say, are you being truthful? You're, I, you sound like you're oh, being yeah. a bitch and, you know, like... I think you're a liar and I think that that comes from some everything comes from some place and a lot of it comes from this place of oppression that we're we're living under this big gigantic oppressive fucking government dick you know like it, it's just like suffocating all of us I think you don't have to call it feminism call it whatever you want that's just the word that like language does a very bad job of describing things for what they truly well, are sure. feelings and yeah. emotions just, i don't just use an the word gap between a word and a thing i don't yeah, use yeah. the word feminism um because i think that roseanne who's a big feminist that's right everyone loves roseanne right roseanne Barr. she yeah she likes to use the term equalism which i think is way better of a word because I think that the things that are associated with feminism for on the negative connotation are like, you know, misandry and all this bad shit where people are just being well, angry and yelling. Well, that's an intentional thing that our culture exactly. has Exactly. That's why I like the word equalist because the stuff that fem- that's in feminism really is mostly just common sense shit that we should be doing anyway. Yeah. So that's why I like that Roseanne's trying to call it equalism. I right. think it's cool. I like that too. And if you read people like Bell Hooks, who's an amazing author and teacher and just amazing person, um, she talks about how you know feminism should include all groups of people all press groups because we're it's all connected it's all these problems are all interconnected it's all one big thing and everything well, that, affects that's why the we other need to change the name because 
you know, uh, I don't. I think it's a. I don't think it matters though. I think that. I think what, it does. What matters more is that the the real thing is is truthful to what it's supposed to be, and the name is real. Because no matter what you do, that name's going to get fucked up. That uh, the next name we come up with is going to become demonized. Every institution becomes uh, corrupt. Exactly. So like every every temple you build is going to be run by the shitheads. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter what you fucking call it. Call whatever you want to fucking call it. I don't care. I think we're 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 we're. It doesn't. We're we're gra- we're fighting over something that is so minute and I silly in the grand scheme of I, things. Let me let me really really drive this point home. I I think that uh, Carlin once said that the quality of our thoughts are only as good as the quality of our language. And when you hear the word feminism, it's it's the word fem is in it, which is you know obviously female. Mm-hmm. Now. But when you're equalist, so it's equality. And I think that that's what sets off that angry part of a lot of angry dudes' brains is when you hear, they hear the word fem, feminism, they get super pissed off. They're like, well, what about me? What about my concerns? But then they're going to get pissed off trouble? about calling it equalism. I just don't but think But you know what, matters. though? If, if you rebrand it, something like that, I think it'll, it'll go a long way. I really do. I think that we're focusing how are you on the argue wrong issue. Equalism? No, no, I mean, we are. This is a fucking tangential yeah, conversation yeah completely i agree but i think if you were to rebrand something like this and take away because i mean the word feminism has been demonized for 40 50 fucking years it's time to to evolve that term and and call it something else but still slip in all the values that we're trying to i guess we could do that but i think no matter achieve. what language sucks and it doesn't matter it's not <laughs> everything everything erodes yeah exactly no matter what it's going to get corrupted by the the big eye uh, i'll call him i guess big brother or whatever you want to fucking call it um is going to take it and make it this bad thing that you shouldn't like and you should be against because it's woo woo gaga nonsense you know when it's actually the truth you know, and the truth is that we don't live in some sort of uh, artificial, you know, like purely biological society where we have to just get a job and make as much money as we want to and acquire as much possessions as we can and reproduce and, and as much as we can and consume as much as we can until we die. That's not the truth, but that's what they want you to believe because and that's why they don't want you to do drugs because when you do, you know, psychedelics and stuff like that, then you start to realize that there's much more to this and there's much more to it than just language and labels and words and boxes and jobs and money and then that's not what this is really about. So... So, That's how do I drugs, kids. Do drugs. Do psychedelic drugs. Stay in school, but totally do tons of drugs. <laughs> yeah, Go yeah, to school totally. on drugs, as a matter of fact. And I have, you know, I do have a lot of regrets about... I don't recommend that at all. ...about with what happened down... What I happened do, with Kurt. actually. You know, I definitely went on there and didn't say what I wanted oh, yeah, so, to say. So, wait, let's back up. So, you <laughs> you posted this thing, a bunch of people got really mad at you, and then you actually got invited on a pretty big-name podcast. And, and apparently, Jay, that's all we have to do to get booked on bigger podcasts is talk shit about people. Mm. So, that's right. All right. So, just let's start slandering. Let's just Libeling. fucking do... Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everyone. Yeah, book us. That and I didn't do it for that reason. Um, oh, of course you didn't do it for that reason, but it just was a byproduct of it, which yeah. I thought was funny. They actually didn't they do a special episode just for you. They did two episodes. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, they they did no, they did the first one where they just read my blog post on the air. I didn't listen to it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't listen. Um, I listened and then to the one second one. I was on. I wanted to hear it. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was you know it wasn't a great experience, but I my opinion of Kurt changed, and I realized how how easy it is to just judge somebody, you know, and you have to constantly check yourself and just be like, 
do I know that? What am I doing? Am I judging this person? You know, like I shouldn't be because you wouldn't want that person to judge you the same way. I wouldn't want Kurt to look at what I wrote and think this thing about me that I'm some feminist man hating bitch. I wouldn't, you know, I'm sure he wouldn't want me to read what he wrote and think that he's just a simple asshole. And by the way, he was quoted out of context on like a shitload of people's pages when that whole thing went down. Oh, and it's so good to hear you say like, yeah, I met him and we talked it out and you know, it's so easy to judge someone by text on a screen. Oh, it is. Which is what this show is about. It was what the fake outrage report is about. It's about how the internet fucking takes things it makes mountains out of molehills and makes people so fucking angry at each other yeah of things that they wouldn't even know existed years ago and the internet and the whole digital culture and people are learning how to talk to machines essentially and their phones instead of talking to each other is creating such a fucking problem oh and i hate it it's it, terrible. it sucks and, and it's taking away from some of the awareness that you wanted to talk about a minute ago see how i fucking see how i fucking put a bow on this whole thing <laughs> well and i and Here i no go. longer think that like you know <laughs> I don't, I, okay, so my perspective has gone to this place where I no longer think that spending my time getting sitting at my computer and and reading someone's comments and analyzing them and pointing fingers at them is well spent. I know, of course I, not. I now I think that it's changed to a perspective where if you want to do something good, if you want to make people more aware or help people, I'll say make, it's like help people be more conscious and aware of how they affect each other and the world around them. The way is the way to go about it is not really to just like point at individual people mm-hmm. and just go, Hey, you stop that. Unless it's Trump, then you should do that. But, but, <laughs> but if it's just like someone, you know, who's got a, a Facebook page, I mean, you're not really doing much. We're talking about shit about him. Can we book him? Yeah. <laughs> I just mean, these things, I <laughs> think they have to evolve gonna... naturally. Yeah. I just don't think, <laughs> that you know pointing fingers individually at people is a way to really is is the best way i'll say to go about affecting the world in a positive way you know if it's he's he wasn't it's just some idiot yeah he's he wasn't really trying to like bring women down or anything like that he was just saying words on a page and without thinking about what he was saying and i just got angry about i'm a human being he's a human being we all fuck up we all make mistakes i feel like you might have thrown a few words that you wish you didn't put on the screen either too like because it did go back and forth for a while right um i definitely wrote some things on my blog yeah that i was like maybe i shouldn't have said that but um of course your words like people get upset you have to be really careful and you know i'm an emotional person and you know like i and a lot of people are you know especially artists or comedians like we just say shit you know and and you have to be careful and but at the same time not so careful i think where you you have to worry constantly that someone's going to be mad at you because at some point you have to stop worrying so much. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to hear that you went on there and you, you got to know the dude a little bit and you got to kind of change your your tune, your perspective on it a little bit. Well, yeah, every day is a learning experience. You know, I think you learn something with every interaction, and I learned a great lesson for sure. I'm gonna I try to I'm gonna try to be much less judgmental in the future, and I hope that he'll do the same. Yeah. I. Uh... <laughs> Hope that we can all do the same. Yeah, and that, that kind of thing happens to me too. Because like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll say something risky on stage at like a you know like I'm like trying to like uh, you know get new ideas out there. And uh, it's funny I've had people get like really mad at me over shit, and then they'll talk to me a few months later and be like, "Wow, I didn't think you were like this because you're like kind of a normal guy." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not the weird person that I." you know, am on stage, off the stage. And people have sometimes have a hard time separating that. And I right. think that there's a function of that here, whereas you guys had a hard time separating the words coming through a computer screen 
Sure. Versus a human being. I think people, you know? the same way you flick someone off in the car because you're, you're sep- just not thinking. You're just yeah. so pissed off because like, of everything that's going on. You're just like, fuck that guy. He's on. in a car. It's yeah. the same way on the internet. You're like, fuck that person. They don't exist. They're just font. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. With that being said, flipping somebody off, if you're in the right, is really satisfying. Yeah. Right. Just like leaving it's really that mean comment. Too. And that's why there are people that are like, they live for that like, ooh, I burned that guy good on that thing. And they, right. they walk there like, so you've all done that thing too where you like are in an online argument. You're like, oh, I got that guy good. Right. But then it's like, oh, but it doesn't fucking matter even a little bit to anybody. I guess I'm like, talking more about comics, you know, or, or just artists in general. And I think that as an artist, you do, oh, especially you do have, yeah. Yeah, you do an, have an inherent kind say. of responsibility to be yeah. kind of a social or moral compass for society. And I think that artists are, teachers and that we're we're here to teach people people look up to yeah absolutely so you should take that role responsibly absolutely not us but uh (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay awesome so just to put a uh quick bow on it there normally i ask people at the end of the show what they're outraged about but i feel like you've gotten that out already (laughs) yes for the most part Mm -hmm. um i'm no longer outraged here we go she let it all out and we thank you for listening to this uh, sort of interviewish episode <laughs> where we uh, talk about more general stuff and the, you know, anatomy of internet wars and stuff. And we'll catch you with more stuff next week. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us online, Fake Outrage Ripped, or on Facebook. Email us at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Can I just plug something really of quick? Of course too? you can. Sorry. So I just did a project with a um, very amazing young man named Anthony uh, Rosado in Bushwick about gentrification. Um, you guys should check him out. I just wanted to talk about is it. Him. What kind of thing is it? Um, it's a he basically it's just kind of an anthology where he published a few, few different things uh, about um, people wanting to uh, contribute to. The no, topic it, of gentrification. Oh, like is stories it, or stories, is it like a blog yeah. or is it an art exhibit? Like, what is it? Um, the... It's a it's a publication. <laughs> so if you go to his, so it's face- online. Yeah, I, th- I think it's. Online. I'm sorry, I'm doing a horrible job of plugging this thing. <laughs> but if you go to his Facebook, I told you I'm not an internet person. No, if you no. go to his Facebook, it's Anthony Wash Rosado, and he's an amazing young man. And he's really. Well, he, what's the website? He has a project, project called Free Bushwick. Free Bushwick. Yeah, check out Free Bushwick, Free Bushwick. and check out Anthony Don't go Rosado. Facebook. And Don't I, do I that. published one of my blog entries uh, about why I hate Bushwick on there and um yeah it's a passionate uh blog entry about uh why i hate my neighborhood for mm. the most part but uh <laughs> the good parts as well but yeah right. anyway it's good so Check megan sullivan no longer hates certain male comics but she hates bushwick <laughs> there we go follow her on <laughs> hate, it's, love hate relationship you can follow her on uh twitter at it, that betch megan yeah right? b-e-t-c-h that betch megan All and we'll catch people. you next time <laughs> thanks Adios. for listening class thank you peace and love <laughs>